Welcome to Best Life of Your Life, Episode 22. Welcome back to Best Life of Your Life, the Be Loyal podcast with Aaron Keith Hawkins, where each episode brings you positive, useful, and empowering perspective to help you create the best life of your life. Now, here's your host, Aaron Keith Hawkins. Welcome back to Best Life of Your Life, you guys. You know I'm always excited whenever I get the chance to share with you week after week, and I'm especially excited about today because today is a first. This is the first time I've actually recorded an episode without a pre-planned agenda. And there's a really good reason for that. It's not because I just didn't feel like making up an agenda. There was no agenda because of the guest that we have on the show. Her name is Amy Schuber. And she's the host of a podcast called Inspired Conversations. And her podcast is amazing. The, I would run down the list of guests that she's had on her show, but it would, it would almost be like name dropping. I mean, there's everything from supermodels to New York Times bestselling authors, fitness experts, spirituality experts. She has hundreds of episodes with some really amazing people, people you've heard of and people you've never heard of. And that's what's so special about Amy. She she has a passion for powerful conversations, life-changing conversations, and that's what she does best. And for that reason, we kind of didn't pre-plan some agenda. We just wanted to have a great conversation and let things go where they would go. And it worked out beautifully because we wound up having a really, really special conversation about purpose and about some of the fears that we face when we're finding purpose. I can tell you, whether we had an agenda or not, this episode, in my opinion, turned out to be something that I really think is going to be powerful. So after you listen today, please make sure you share it. If you don't know Amy, for the past 10 years, she's been partnering with everybody from individuals to entrepreneurs to small and mid-sized businesses as an executive coach. And she has a really special ability to see the potential and possibilities that sometimes her clients can't see themselves. We've all been there. I've been there. Sometimes we need those outside eyes kind of looking in and seeing what we just don't see because we're in it. And she she does an amazing job of providing strategies and solutions and resources to really help her clients get to the core of their personal and professional needs and desires. Because let's face it, business and personal life, they blend. It's our life. So I'm really excited to introduce you to her. I definitely want you to be able to have the ability to contact her, reach out to her, visit with her podcast. So all the links to her, her website, her podcast, they will be at AaronKeithHawkins.com forward slash Amy. So make sure you go and check it out so you can reach out to her after the show is done. I've also put together a downloadable gift called Five Simple Truths About Purpose. It's a single sheet reminder about things that we all need to remember about purpose. Now, some of those five things we will have discussed on the show today, and a couple of those things we didn't discuss on the show. So make sure you go to AaronKeithHawkins.com forward slash purpose to download that and have that perspective. And of course, please share it. I should also mention there is a link to another perhaps more powerful and personalized gift that I'm offering to you guys. So get that download and check out the link inside. I think you'll really enjoy what I'm offering in addition to the free download. So make sure you check it out. AaronKeithHawkins.com forward slash purpose. Without any further delay, I really want you to meet Amy right now. So 
Let's Bring Her On, You're Gonna Love Her, Amy Schubert. Amy Schubert, thank you so much for joining us. How are you doing? I'm so good. Thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure to be here with you, Aaron. I'm extremely excited. Um, you are you are you're among many things, and I'll let you. We'll lead into your story in a second. But you're an executive coach. Um, you do a lot of work with people to uh, clarify their vision with their business and life. Um, but tell us a little bit because that's not what you've always done. How did you get into what you're doing now? and helping people strategize uh, inside and outside of their business. You know, it's funny. I, um, you know, I went to college. I graduated from college. I got a job. I moved. Uh, I grew up in Southern California, went to college in Arizona, and then I graduated and did what I would thought everyone was supposed to do is just go get a job because uh, that sort of came from my family. And I got a job in corporate America and moved to San Francisco. And so, you know, doing a job which was not like my dream job, it wasn't anything like I thought I would be doing after college. Mm -hmm. And it was a time when you just get a job because it was kind of the economy was strange and bad. So any job was a good job. But I moved to San Francisco and I was in corporate America and I spent 11 years in corporate America in a couple of different companies. And it was awesome to be in the Bay Area. But I got to a point when I was working and I was in like cubicle land and I was miserable mm. and I was working hard and I was working with some amazing brands and I had I had gotten into marketing and advertising so I was in in that world and it was really kind of fun at first but then it got kind of weird and then the economy was shifting and changing in uh, the Bay Area and I was miserable oh, and wow. so you know it's those things that push you to change when you're when you're challenged or when you're unhappy, those are the kind of the places you're either pushed by pain or pulled yes. by your vision. I was yes. definitely pushed by pain. <laughs> and um, I just was so unhappy at some point that I was down in Southern California visiting my family and they were like, my dad just looked at me and was like, what's the big deal? Just quit your job. And it was such oh, wow. a, like an aha moment. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and so I did. I quit my job and I moved back to Southern California. But before doing that, I um, embarked on this just I got a life coach. I went to a career counseling group that was in San Francisco. And it was so interesting because it was a whole group of people. We were all exploring, like, what else could I be doing? What else am I good at? How do I know? What's my purpose? It was the first time, like, purpose and vision and mission came up for me. Yes. And it was really like a career counseling kind of place that I was at. And we were all the same age in there. Um, and we were all sort of exploring. And it was a six-week course. And the woman in the beginning said, by the end of this course, you guys will have some serious changes in your life. And all of us were like, really? Weird. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, the very last night, six weeks later, that was the day I quit my job. And oh, wow. when I started that course, I had no intentions of quitting my job or moving. I mean, I made some big decisions. I quit. I was moving out of the city, all this stuff. And it was funny because I quit my job and then I ran literally up the street to Market Street where the class was. And I got in there and I was like, you guys, you'll never believe it. I quit my job. And there was one guy in there and he was like, <laughs> What? Are you oh kidding? My gosh. Okay. What are you going to do? And I, this is the other thing. I quit without knowing what I was going to do, which was very strange for me because I'm a planner. I have to know like what's right. going to happen, where I'm going to be. And so I just took that chance. And it was funny because another girl walked in like five minutes after me and did the same thing. She worked at a really a known brand corporation and she quit too. And he was just flabbergasted by both of us. But it was really that turning point for me. It was when I just trusted that I wasn't going to 
get what I thought I needed out of the company that I was working for. And I just needed that kind of change. Now, would I recommend that for everybody? No, right. not at all. But it gave me this platform to just like leap. And that's what me personally needed at the yes. time. And so I just listened to myself. And funnily, I left, I moved back to Southern California. And then I, four months later, I got another corporate job. So wow. the funny part was I went right back into what I was doing before because I got scared. Okay. And then eight months after that job, I got laid off. So it was interesting. I'm like, oh, the universe just chewed me up and spit me out. <laughs> so, okay. So I wasn't supposed to do that. And I got a job in marketing, a great like marketing director job. It was for a great company. It was it was during a lot of craziness, but that company ended up um, uh, going out of business and folding, and it was a huge corporation, and wow. I had no idea. And I was working with people who were mean. The employees that were my employees were terrible to me. It was like the worst of worst situations. So it was weird because I, I made this huge leap, and mm -hmm. then I landed in like, oh, my God, what am I doing here? It was miserable. And then I got laid off eight months. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to seriously do what I meant to, to do when I left my first job, when I right. really quit. And I started exploring myself and I, I took a interior design course. I, you know, I started doing all those things. I thought, what if I did this? What if I was more mm -hmm. creative? What if I, what if I earned a living doing this kind of work instead of that kind of work? And I really gave myself the time and space to do that. And that's how I landed here doing coaching and entrepreneurial being connected with entrepreneurs because I went to another course for entrepreneurs in that time frame when I was exploring mm -hmm. and it was in that four week workshop that I took for it was a women's entrepreneurial workshop it was during that time that I started like realizing oh I could start my own business oh I could do this oh this is what I'm good at this is what I would love to do right. and so that gave me the space and at the end of that four week workshop the woman running it in Los Angeles looked at me and said, would you like to run this organization in Orange County? And was, I live in Orange County. So I was like, yeah, what does that mean? Awesome. <laughs> so it was, I, I said yes without knowing, but I knew I enjoyed being in that. And I, I knew I was good at, people would say like, you should be a nurse or you should be a teacher. Or, you should be, you're very caring. You're very nurturing. And it's like, oh, none of those jobs seem like they fit for me. There's not, that's not what I want to do. You know, mm -hmm. never, none of that called me. But when I landed into this entrepreneurial facilitation role, that's when I realized that I like, I'm a coach. Oh my gosh. And when you think about teachers and nurses and the thing, I'm like, have all those kind of skills, mm -hmm. but it's just it focused in a different area for people. So then I ran a women's entrepreneur group for four years and it was networking. It was resources. It was, it was really amazing. And I got to be in front of all these amazing women doing amazing businesses and projects. And that's when I found my, passion of uh, coaching and connecting with people because I'm like a resource person like I know I'm a million resources for people to use for their their life or their business and and that's a really great skill to have when you're a coach right yes. um and so yeah so I, I've kind of that's my long story into it but you know I I just started exploring I gave myself the space to connect with myself and it's funny and it's kind of sad to say up until you know, being in my 20s and working through corporate America, I never did that. You know, I went to college, yeah. go, you graduate, you get a job. It's like all these things were like ingrained into me, but no one ever said, 
oh, you should give yourself a little space to figure it out. You know, yes. I know, I mean, I know people left college and went to Europe or, or, you know, traveled and kind of explored and found themselves. And I, I, I get that. And I get why maybe people do that, but that was something I never did. Mm-hmm. So, but when you don't do that, like in intentionally, there's no intention anywhere that says you should give yourself a little space to find yourself. What's your purpose? Yes. You know, I'm so many people talk about purpose and vision and mission now, but the people coming through my world were older, you know, their 30s and 40s, 50s, people mm-hmm. in their 50s exploring it. And I'm like, what if we explored it when we were younger, you know? And yes. it's just not, it's not a class we take, you know? What is it, what is it that inspires you? What do you call, what do you feel a calling for? And I wish that was something that we could teach, you know, young, at a younger age so people really just kind of went for it sooner. Yes. I mean, everyone has their journey, but... Um, yeah, it's something I wish I would have known a little sooner. However, I wouldn't change anything right now. It's like it all has led me to where I'm at now, So, which is really brilliant. So I love being here with you, and thank you for asking because it's kind of a long way around. But um, everything we do gets us to where we are, right? Yes, it does. Yes, it does. That, that's so powerful, and, I, and I'm, I'm really glad that you actually, um, for the purpose of, of serving our audience today, you know, you coming from that traditional corporate background and spending so many years in it, and then actually taking that multiple leaps of faith, if if you will, to, you know, reach out to a coach and start exploring and, you know, the, the big leap of, of leaving your job, even though, you know, you admittedly said you wouldn't recommend it in most cases. But I, I, have, I have several questions, actually. I'd love to spin off of that. Yeah. One is... What led you, because you were, you were in marketing, you're in the traditional corporate world, what was it for you that gave you the courage to say, you know what, I'm actually going to reach out to a coach and, and go through an actual uh, a structured coaching program to, to see where it takes you? What was it for you that compelled you to make that decision? Because I, I, think, I think a lot of people listening, or at least a, a, a certain number of people that are listening may be... I'm sure everyone's heard of life coaching by now. So it's so huge. Yeah. But not everybody's willing to take that leap. And like you said, we're usually pushed by pain or vision. Um, what was it for you that, that got you to make that choice to, to reach out to a coach? I think I was in that space where I was just feeling like confused about what mm-hmm. I was doing miserable in my job you know it was like it was a great company and I had amazing friends but it just was like I was burned out and feeling really unfulfilled and I was I got to the point where I'm like gosh is this all there is you know like everyone my friends were all we were all doing our thing you know in the city people were getting married people were having babies and like everyone's lives were unfolding and it was just like but I had this grind of getting up and going to work and like I get to work and I'm like this is miserable and I was working with some really amazing brands Mm -hmm. um so it wasn't and it's funny because it's like it just wasn't for me you know and I in my job, I didn't have the support of anyone saying, well, what else would you like to do? Like, I was really good at my, and this is the thing, I was really good at my job. And it started happening, for me, I started asking myself questions when I was getting passed over or looked over for promotions and Mm -hmm. things. And I'm like, wait a minute, they're getting recognized for my work. Wait a minute, what's happening here? There's politics going on. Like, there was just some funny things, and I'm like, wait a minute, you mean I was up all night on a Friday, leaving the office at, you know, sunrise on a Saturday and none of that mattered to anybody when like we had some crazy deadlines and crazy things that went on. Right. And it was just like, whoa, I've given it all. I've left it all on the table. And I 
I'm not happy and I'm miserable. I'm dragging myself. I mean, I had the Sunday blues for Monday every weekend <laughs> for a really long time. And it was like, this yeah. isn't living. And I think um, it was at that time when I, I just reached out to a coach. I was like, what can I do for myself here? Like, I need to figure out what I'm up, like what I'm up to. And honestly, I think the reason I hired my first coach, she was an astrologer oh, wow. slash life coach and um, someone had referred her to me. And so I went to get like my, my annual reading, which I had never done before. And I think that's really what introduced me to like a coach because she, she gave me my reading and she was talking about my year and the change that's going to happen. And then, you know, she kind of segued into like her coaching and I was like, wow, that's interesting. Okay. I'm like, what does it look like to work with you? And I, that's how I started working with a life coach. And it was one of those things she landed in my lap right at the exact time that I needed support because you know when you're with your colleagues and everybody's like commiserating about being miserable they're not going to necessarily know the answer for you either because you're all kind of swimming in the same pool and you do need to surround yourself with other people who see something different for you you know and so what the my coach did at that time she noticed other qualities that I had that she like shined lights on for me and then she noticed some patterns that I had that she's like well why do you keep doing this and it's like I don't know and for me it was also (laughs) just doing what I always do and when you do that you get what you always got right yes and so she shined lights on different things for me that helped me maybe take the chance on myself Um, I also had some savings so it wasn't like I quit my job and then was panicking you know like I had a little bit of a a moment for myself in that time Um, but I will tell you it was when so I quit and I transitioned to San Fran or from San Francisco back to Orange County um, in that transition of a couple months, she actually told me, you need to get a job. And I was like, what? And so she made me start thinking, having other questions about myself too, because she kind of played right into my pattern because yes. it's like a, it's like a family pattern because interestingly enough, my, I come from entrepreneurs. Okay. So it was really interesting when I woke up to the fact that I'm taking this huge risk to be an entrepreneur, but I never thought about doing that before. You know, I was in my 30s. I was in my 30s when I realized I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I grew up in an entrepreneurial household. My dad's an entrepreneur. He has his own business. My grandfather was. So when this all kind of happened and I sort of started reflecting on it later, this is more recently, I'm like, wow, I came from an entrepreneur family, but I had this like, go get a job mentality in my in my mind. And so I was like breaking some weird belief that I had about it. Um, but to get back to coaching, it just, it, it just came upon me at the right time. So I I would say to people, when you're starting to explore yourself or your life or your vision or your purpose, you are, you are pushed by pain because if it gets so miserable that you can't handle it anymore, you will make a decision to do something differently. Right. And if you, and if you don't know what your life's up to, if you don't know what your purpose is, you'll um, you'll be pushed by pain. If you're exploring your purpose and you're like, you know what, I want to be more of an artist or this, you will be pulled by your vision and you'll be more proactive towards going after that. And yeah. you probably know people like this in your life that, you know, they wait until they're so miserable that then that's when they quit their job or that's when they make the change or change jobs or whatever that is. And then you probably know people who are just like going after their dreams and yes. they're you know, they're pulled by that. And so I was pushed by pain (laughs) and, and that's kind of a pattern for me and I'm okay with that. But now that I know, now that I know that and I reflect on it, I've gone through it. I can be pulled by a vision because I know a different side of myself and the purpose and what I'm up to for my life because I've discovered it. That's the thing. You've got to give yourself the space to get to the discovery of what it is you're, you, you know, you want to create. And 
support from like a life coach can help you get there if you don't know how to get there on your own. Absolutely. That that's that's so useful and and speaking of exploration and discovery, you have your own podcast and you are you have uh, inspired conversations. You have hundreds of thousands of downloads of your show. You have I, I don't know what are you up to close to to almost 300 episodes now, 270 something episodes. So yeah. that is that is a whole lot of of exploration and a lot of perspective and I'm sure people that are listening to uh, listening to or watching you know this show or a show like yours um, tend to be people that are that are either looking for something or just have that that beautiful open mindset where they're just open to exploring and always looking into new things what are what is some of the the best lessons that you've learned about vision and purpose because those words are thrown around a lot you know finding your purpose having a vision and for depending on a person and depending on a person's scenario for some people it's a very liberating idea and they're like you know what you're you're right i really do have this seed in the back of my mind or this dream that i want to go for and and nobody's ever brought it up to me before to challenge me to pursue it but then you have the other camp of people who have just been doing the same thing for so long and they know they're not happy in what they're doing, but the idea yeah. of finding some unknown vision or some unknown purpose can be it can be paralyzing to some people. And from I know you have a lot of perspective uh, on your own and or from the guests that you've had. What are some of the best things that people can do, especially if they don't have a vision, don't even know where to look? What's what's some of your starting point advice for them if they know there's something more they want, whether it's in life or business? What are, what are some of the couple things that that they definitely need to start doing? I mean, that's such a good question, and um, I think a lot of us get stuck in that whole purpose vision conversation. And it's interesting. Thank you about my podcast. I I've learned so much from so many guests, and I've heard it described in so many different ways. Like, yes. what's your purpose? It's like our purpose. I've heard people say like our purpose is to be individuals. Our purpose is to just be ourselves. You know, right. like our purpose is to be here on earth and, you know, maybe it's a spiritual thing like be one with God. Like I am here to be of service. I am here to just use my life and use me and I am here, you know, it could be so many things. Um, right. And I think that's what's so brilliant about it, but that's what's so daunting about it. Yes. You get to define your purpose, you know? For some people, it's uh, my purpose in this very moment is to be the best mother that I can be, the best father that I can be. You know, my purpose is to be really kind to mm -hmm. everybody I meet, to be loving, to be, you know, to be friendly, to smile at everybody I see, to be, you know, to be seen and to see people, you know, you can, you can kind of go in, in that route with it. Right. And then you can take it to another level in like your purpose of maybe you're as an artist, you know, to, to touch people, to inspire people, to help people become more of themselves. You know, for me, you know, after I went through my women's was doing my women's group for so long. I, there was a moment where I took off on my own, mm -hmm. you know, uh, the woman I was doing it with, we decided to no longer be a part of the brand that we were with. And we both did our own things. And that's when I became a coach, like on my own, Amy Schuber, you know, and for me at right. that time, it was, I was really inspired by other people being inspired by themselves. That is yes. what I learned in facilitating all those groups with women, what I saw was that we didn't believe in ourselves. You know, mm -hmm. like we didn't realize we had what it takes to achieve 
our own visions for ourselves. You know, some people came with really amazing product ideas. Some people came with really amazing book ideas. Some people came with, you know, wanting to do something, you know, in a certain career. And what I realized, witnessing all these women go through this, I realized that, you know, first of all, we didn't believe in ourselves enough to take it to like the next level. And I also realized we all have our own inspiration inside us you know we all only you know what's inside you that wants to be created like you know my niece is a dancer and she is such a good dancer and she's so moving on stage it's like of course she's like i want to dance because the feeling i get when i'm on stage and she's she's 17 and she's exploring colleges right now and i'm like go for that like if if dancing is what you want Go for that because she knows that feeling and that that's her purpose, you know, to be expressive and, and be on stage dancing. And it could be anything, though. You know, like I said, it's a mother, it's an artist, it's a dancer, it's an entrepreneur. And then, you know, like knowing who you are in the midst of that, like what is it that you want to create for people? You know, like your vision is really about like who you are and what you stand for. And yes. in order to know those things, you really need to know who what your values are. Yes. You know, um, we hear things and we see people, you know, like who do you admire and what do you think they stand for? Go Start there if you're kind of like, I don't know what I stand for. But I bet if you ask yourself, like, what do I stand for? You can answer that question. You know, I stand for kindness. I stand for, you know, fairness, integrity, love. You can list off a whole bunch of things. And then there you go. There's your platform for what your life is about, right? And then your purpose comes out of that. And, you know, a lot of us do have jobs that we don't maybe love. You know, I think a lot of people have been there and you make the most of it in that if that's where you're at right now. But if you're like screaming to start your own business, then you know that you're about to blossom into something else. And that might be where your purpose lies, you know, because you want to be an author of a children's book and you have this message for children right now about peace or love or whatever that is. And that might be what you want to express. So it's like just getting to that self exploration is really what it's about. And so when I went off on my own, the be inspired by you really came forward for me. And it's like, be inspired by you. Like nobody knows what lights me up. I didn't even know what lit me up until I I figured it out. right? Right. And I'll tell you, I, when I first moved back to Southern California, Maria Shriver was doing the women's conference in California. And that is, was the governor's wife's conference. And at the time she was the governor's wife. So, uh, she had the women's conference and, um, she read this poem and the very last line of the, this poem, it was a Hopi poem. It it was, we are the ones we've been waiting for. And it struck me into my heart. It was like, whoa, because honestly, obviously I'm a seeker, you know, like I read, I, I love to talk to people and that's kind of why my where my podcast came from, but I was seeking. And at that time I was seeking, what am I going to do? I want to find my purpose. I don't know what I'm up to. Maybe I should start my own business. What should I do? What should it be? I'm good at this, but I don't love that, you know, because a lot of the times we can be really good at something, but it's not what we love to love you know Mm -hmm. so when she read that line you know we are the ones we've been waiting for it just struck me and i was like oh i have the answers yes nobody outside of me has the answers but me i have the answers and what's funny about that is that's been about eight years maybe more um that line has followed me around the past eight years so strangely like someone will say it to me or I'll get a card from a stranger that says you are the one you've been waiting for. And I'm like, I know. (laughs) So that's really become the message for me. And um, so 
you're about to start exploring your values, exploring your purpose or your mission, don't get hung up on that, I would say to people. I would say just start asking yourself questions. You know, who do you love being? Who, when are you feel like your your greatest self? What are you doing? What, how are you being? Who are you with? Um, ask some of these exploratory questions and that will get you there. And it takes time. You know, it's not something people always know right away and it's, it takes time to get there because I have to say, I think sometimes we've buried our purpose so far away that we've got to start, um, you know, peeling the layers to get back to it especially if we're older in our lives like maybe we've had a career and we're starting to explore something new um that it's going to take a little bit of time unless of course there's like a lightning rod and you know exactly what your purpose yes. is but for most people i'm going to say if you don't know what it is don't feel bad because for most people they don't know and everyone's exploring on some level and it takes a lot of guts to start looking at yourself and asking questions like if you're not happy, why am I not happy? And for me, I answer that question by saying, this is what I, I don't love about my current job and situation. And what can I do about it? You know, is there something mm -hmm. I can do to change it? If I was to change it, what would I do differently? What kind of job would fill my heart up? You know, is it doing something entirely different or is it creating something on my own? And those are just the questions you have to ask yourself on, on the journey um, when you're talking about, you know, your purpose and your, um, your vision. And it's okay if you don't know what it is. It could be a simple word, you know, like a lot of people have a mission of peace, right? Yes. And that looks different however you express it. So, you know, you can kind of start with those questions and this is that self-discovery uh, because only you know is really what I want only you know absolutely i i love that when we talked uh, before i lo i loved that line from that from that poem and the expression of you know we are the ones we're looking for and it, it really correlated with something that i learned and I feel horrible because i can't even remember where i learned it from because it's been it's been years um, but it was on the discussion of purpose and so many of us, like I said, we get caught up in, oh my gosh, I need to find my purpose and I need to find my purpose. For for me, I went through a process of, over the past decade or so, there's been many things that I thought was going to be my purpose. And I think a lot of times what many people do, at least in my experience, we wind up initially imitating what we see as the purpose of other people because mm -hmm. we value it. Somebody's doing something and it looks great and it's honorable and it's obviously valuable. So we go to that. And then yeah. it takes some time. It takes a process to realize, okay, this really is great, but you know what? I don't think this is me for an extended period of time. And you go somewhere else. And then maybe you go somewhere else. And there yeah. can be a lot of tension with that because it, it can feel like, you know, people, we love to use cliches, don't we? Like you're spinning your wheels. <laughs> but 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 really it's it really depends on how you language it because you know what for for one person they can say they're just spinning their wheels but the reality may be you're just on a journey and you can't really discover how it is you want to be of purpose until you start exploring like like you've definitely demonstrated in so many ways throughout your your journey my point to that was the line I heard was that we don't need to find out what our purpose is. We just need to decide to be of purpose. Because as long as we're deciding to be of purpose, of use, not just to ourselves, but to other people in as many different ways in our business life, and our careers, you know, with friends, with family, with our, with our significant others, if we decide to be of purpose, 
in all those areas, then we're going to land on something that we decide is our purpose. Because I, you know, I I always say fate's a creative process. I don't I don't I don't believe that it's literally laid out for us. I think we have to create it, and if and if we don't choose to create it, we're just going to wind up anywhere. But right. I I definitely think being deciding to be useful and helpful and of purpose will lead you to finding something that is purposeful for you and it, that you can cling to. Yeah, it's so true. And also it's like, it's going to find you when you step into this journey and you start asking yourself the questions, it will find you. So like, and it's a constant, it's a constant ever changing thing like yes. life, right? It's like the, what I'm getting out of my podcast is not at all what I was thinking I would get out of it personally, because I, I started it for the intention of sharing like with other people, everyone's mm -hmm. amazing information. And that comes from me being a seeker. You know, I'm yes. a seeker. I love to learn. I love to read. I love to go to lectures. I love listening to podcasts. I love to hear something and then be like, oh, I'm going to do that. I'm going to try that. And um, it's funny because after all these interviews and all these people, I've just learned so much. And it's like, whoa, I wasn't expecting for everything it's not all about me, but there's such a lesson in it for me every time I have a conversation with something. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's why I'm in this conversation today. Yes. And that's what I'm needing to learn. So if I need to learn it, I mean, others need to learn it, too. Right. Absolutely. And that like drives kind of our purpose of it, you know, like having these um, reflections and, and this deeper understanding with people and humanity right now is really important. And, you know, I'm recognizing part of my purpose is connection. And I wouldn't have said that a couple years ago, you know, connecting yes. people, connecting us to each other and our different thoughts, because we are all the same. I mean, when I hear people define purpose differently, you know, what's our purpose? Everyone's going to answer that question differently. Yes. And it just, what, what lands with you and what wants to happen? Cause you know what, today my purpose might be to be kind and, and friendly with people because maybe I wasn't on a purpose yesterday of that, yes. you know, and tomorrow it might be different because of an influence that's happening or we might have met someone that influenced us to do something different. And so I'm like, Ooh, I'm going to emulate that purpose and find it and discover it, how it fits for myself. Like you're saying, we might want to be like other people and emulate that. But then what we need to realize is like we bring it into our own lives and then it changes for us, yes. you know? And so we just really never know, but it really is about, following our own spirit and knowing that that's enough you know we don't we don't need to be like anyone else we need to just be ourselves and yeah. when you express that in the world some amazing things will come for you and opportunities because you know when you claim it and express it it realizes that you're serious like when i say it, it's like maybe god universe whatever you want to call it it will come for you. You'll be like, oh, she's finally ready. Now I'm going to yes. give her all these opportunities and these people are going to come forward. And you're like, oh, okay, here, here, she's ready. You know, or he's ready. So, you, you know, that kind of happens too when we claim it. It's it's definitely a process because, I, I mean, just five years ago, you know, if I were offered some of the opportunities that I've received these days, there's no way in the world that I was ready for it at that time. Not, not even yeah. remotely. Yeah. So, but as you go through that progression, those things will unfold and, and you'll be ready for them, you know, and I, th I think what, what's really important for, for those of you listening is, is to recognize that, you know, I, you with your hundreds of podcast episodes and your, and your hundreds of guests, um, and I haven't asked this question before, but I can almost guarantee I, I, I know the answer to it because I've, I've seen this so many times, 
the people that we put on these pedestals as having it all figured out and having all these great answers, and many of them do have phenomenal answers and resources, you, me, our guests, and even many of the people listening, but everybody's in the process of figuring it out constantly. Mm-hmm. It, there, there is no... The, the the idea of a mountaintop is the illusion, right? Because yeah. it's it's we're not aiming for a point, you know, we're aiming for a journey we enjoy, so to speak. So I think when we allow ourselves to recognize that everybody in their own way is still struck going through the struggles and having those doubts and second guessing themselves, you know, whether they're just starting out in a career or whether it's somebody that's been doing it for decades like you know all the big names out there that we we see making all the money and all the things that doesn't stop the struggles or or, or the challenges that we face but that's what makes it fun you know when you can start making this the journey of purpose and finding your vision into a game as opposed to a burden yeah then everything changes um everything changes when you just shift the way you're looking at it and yeah it, it can get a lot easier it's so true. And what you were saying, it's like, you. nobody knows. It's all unknown, right? Yes. It's like, nobody knows what the person on the other side is really going to ask them in, in an interview. So uh, the un- interview is going to unfold in an unknown way, right? Yes. So you have to be open to that. Um, nobody really knows when they're writing their book, next book, what's going to unfold in it. They might have an idea, but then it changes as they're doing it. Like nobody really knows what's what it is. It's just stepping into it. You know, it's like, if I wanted to say like this year, I'm going to write a book. But right now I'm like, I have no idea what that book's going to be about, but I'm going to go for it because something is like hitting me saying, you need to do this. Yes. Do it. I mean, that's kind of how my podcast started. I, you know, I had some, I had an idea and I did a telesummit with some conversation, inspired conversations. It was a telesummit. I Mm -hmm. really loved the people. And I went for some big people. To me, they were big people. And they said, yes, I had some really amazing interviews. And then when it was done, like a couple year, a year later, someone's like, you should do a podcast. And I was like, oh, Oh yeah. Okay. I don't want to do telesummits over and over and over again. Right. It's a podcast. And so then I started it as a podcast and I started getting these amazing guests and I had no idea what I yeah. was getting into when I said yes to it. But it was like, I said yes when someone said podcast and I was kind of like, what is that? I really didn't know what a podcast was. <laughs> and then, um, I said yes, and then all the support came to, it came for me. And I was like, wow, I had no idea all these people were out there, all these different groups. And every year it grows and grows and grows. And Absolutely. now there's you know, seminars and summits, and there's all kinds of stuff about it. But, you know, it's just like you – and you just have to do what's calling you at the time. And something I want to share that as – I ask questions on my podcast at the end, like the same five questions. One of them is – what would surprise people about you and the number one answer i'm not kidding i think 90 percent of my guests like out of the 250 people i've had the number one answer is that they're introverts and i it doesn't surprise me anymore when some when someone answers (laughs) that because i'm an introvert i'm like i'm not surprised but i want to say that to everybody listening and watching right now because all these people who are my make famous authors or famous you know lecturers or you just know who they are because they have something to say out in the world 
they're saying that they're in an introvert. Yes. So if those people are out there doing all this and they're being seen, yes. imagine, you know, there's no reason or excuse for any of us to not go out and do this work or, or be in front of people because the majority, I think, of people out in the world who are seen, who are speaking, who are sharing, who are writing, they're introverts. Yes. But they have something to say and they're doing it in this avenue. So. There's no reason to stop because all these other people are doing it and they're probably just as nervous, just as scared, just as shy, need their space. They'd probably be rather anywhere else than maybe on stage with 5,000 people, but yet they're doing it anyways. And so as you start having this exploration and feeling like, oh, it's so out of my comfort zone, I want to say everybody's out of their comfort zone. Yes. You know, we are all out of our comfort zones when we're doing this stuff because it's all unknown really and nobody's comfortable in the unknown but that's you know such as life right that's and true. if we can let go of the control that we think we have over everything I, everything would come, become so much easier um, and that feels opposite of the way it might seem but it's really true if we could just like ease up let go let ourselves be uncomfortable uncomfortable you know comfortable being uncomfortable because and just show up for it and these beautiful things will unfold like I would have never thought I would have done so many interviews like I have and it's given me opportunities to meet people like you Aaron that are so brilliant and the connections that people have and the support we give one another is amazing and I would have never expected that I mean I knew there was a community of podcasters but I didn't really know how amazing it could be and it just it's humanity right it's whether yes. you're a podcaster or an artist or you know an author there's a communities for anything and everything that we're doing and people are really cool you know and I think we don't we don't get enough of that we see all the we see so much bad on TV. We see yeah. so much hurt and all these things that, you know, maybe don't support one another. And it's so not true because there's just this amazing connection of people that want to help one another and serve one another, like you're saying. And it's not a joke. I mean, people are on purpose and they're of purpose and they're in service and it's real. And I think we need to get to be like more of that. If if your purpose is maybe to to serve more the the opportunities will come for you and ask you know you to serve and then you have to say yes then the, yes. the secret is surrendering to the yes, yes. of that because Absolutely. we'll ask for something and it will come for us and we'll be like no I don't want to do that <laughs> not right now right <laughs> yeah not right now ne never mind never yes. mind so it's that's kind of a, a thing to surrender is a piece of it as well and believe me when I hear surrender I'm like ah, I don't I don't like it <laughs> but um it really is a piece of the puzzle that we have to um kind of allow to be a part of our lives and yes. just kind of go for it and trust, you know, trust is a big part of that. Brilliant. I, I think a big piece of surrender is, is recognizing that we, we, we will never have control, but we always have the influence. We totally do. You know, it's, yeah. it's funny that more and more that I, that I either uh, read or listen or speak with people that are, that are just reaching millions and millions of people and, and doing the big work that so many people just admire and recognize. I, f I, f I found, I noticed a pattern that I, that I thought was, was unbelievable with each of them that they tend to describe their process before they go on stage or before they do a show or before they're going to speak in front of 5,000 people or before they're going to, to, to do a big webinar and they have thousands of registrants. They, they talk about the process that they use before they start because they're terrified. They they have that they have the physical sensations of fear, but it, and it doesn't go away. They right. just learned 
to know that it's going to happen. Okay, I'm about to do this. It's big. There's going to be a million eyes on me. Um, so here's <laughs> what I need to do. I need to breathe. I need to go through. Some of them say a mantra. Some of them listen to, to music. I, I think one of the funniest stories I, I heard was from uh, Shalene Johnson, who uh, I was listening to her po- one of her podcasts a couple years ago, and she was describing going on stage and listening to gangster rap before she hit the <laughs> stage because it, it got her in that zone. It got her over the overwhelm and she hit the stage and it, and, the, and she wasn't being funny. She was literally describing that, Hey, this is how I handle it. And I think that's, that's a big thing for people to remember when they're uh, about to go into something that they're not necessarily comfortable with is that that's okay. Yeah. It doesn't go away for anybody. It, it really doesn't. The, the, the sensations that we label as fear when we're doing something that is going to be noticed, that sensation that we call fear is always going to be there, but it doesn't have to stop you. And the more you kind of have a methodical process to get you over that hump and, uh, and get you to the next place, the more it becomes routine. So you still right. fear the fear, but it's not even a thing anymore. It's just, I mean, it's like lacing up your, your shoes before you go to work. It's just part of the routine. Um, there's a, a coach, I don't, I don't know if you're familiar with him, uh, an executive coach named Rich Litvin. And yeah. he, does a, he does a lot of shows, a lot of uh, uh, podcasts and webinars and stuff. And I, I've never met him, but I've read his book and I, I've watched quite a bit of him over the years. And I love his expression uh, that he says, leaning into your edge. And mm. I think it's a great explanation uh, and a great way to really simplify w- how we make progress as people. We have to be willing to lean into that edge and not necessarily take a nosedive off the edge, but just lean to the point where it's uncomfortable, but you can still bear it. And yeah. that's probably one of the best descriptions of of courage that I've ever heard. It, it, it's not reckless. It's not, you know, total abandon. It's not the, that myth of fearlessness, but it's just leaning into it as opposed to leaning away from it when you're facing something that you know is important, but you just don't quite want to do yet. And, you know, most of the world is still leaning away from when they want to make that change in a relationship or in a job or in a career path or in something new. But if you just sway the other way, it makes all the difference. I, I know I've been through it. I know you had to have been through it with all you've been yeah. doing uh, over yeah. these years. And I, I really admire and honor you for it. Um, but it's, it's, it, it gets simpler. Not necessarily easier, but it, gets, it becomes a habit after a while. If you just start leaning in the direction that you want to be as opposed to leaning the other way. I, I, I know it's made a difference for me. Well, you know, it's that, um, that practice, it's like you're building the muscle, the more, the more you feel that fear, which you can say the flip side of fear is excitement, right? Because it's both got that butterfly feeling. So it's like, how do you identify it? Even though I understand, because I've been so fearful, I've been like, you know, stunned by fear. So I totally get it. But it's like, you know, it's like building that muscle. And, you know, at first we were weak. It's like, oh, I can't, that's so heavy. I can't pick that up. And then it's like, oh, wait a minute. Now I'm getting stronger. Yes. Ooh, now I feel the fear and it sort of doesn't, it doesn't stop me anymore. I, I can yep. feel the fear and be like, it's going to be okay. Cause I know I'm going to be okay when I get off that stage. You know, if I'm going to be talking in front of people, it's funny because when I first started my, um, the, uh, women's group, the entrepreneur group, I was so nervous to talk in front of, 
you know, 10 people would be the group. It would be maximum of 10 women. And then when I first started, I was so nervous. Yeah. I was like, I have to have everything scripted. I need to know what I'm going to say. And it was never, you never said the same thing twice. It's like, yeah, the framework of the, of the four weeks is the same, but it's like, but I was so like controlling about it. And then I would have these, um, these meetings once a month where maybe a hundred people came or 150 people came and I would have to be so scripted. But when I let go of that, I would yeah. show up and I would just be like, okay, this is what wants to happen tonight in this networking meeting. I don't know what I'm going to say. And I would like say a little prayer, like use me, serve through me, whatever these women need tonight. And every time I would say something and afterwards someone would walk up to me and be like, why did you say that? And I'd be like, I don't know. But it would always resonate with someone in the room. And then that's when I started trusting myself. I was like, yeah. oh, I'm going to trust that what wants to happen is going to come through me. And I'm going to get out of my head, my controlling head that wants to control every little bit and piece because I want to know if I say this, that's going to happen. If I do this, that's going to happen. Yeah. And you can't control that. Even if I thought I could control it, it's so not real, right? Absolutely. And so it's like loosen your grip release the control understand like whatever's going to happen is going to happen and the most beautiful things will unfold and sometimes we don't let when we're so fearful what stops us we don't realize what's on the other side but what's yeah. on the other side is so amazing and so beautiful and of course you're not going to know what it is because you it's more amazing than we can ever imagine and so I would say to people just trust yourself and build that muscle and it really is that connection with yourself and and getting yourself to um, know who you really are you know and how do we do that we start asking yourself questions like does this situation make me happy how do I feel about this right now what would I rather be doing who would I rather be with mm -hmm. I mean it could be literally any question but it's like you start defining and molding what works and what doesn't work for you because as soon as you know that you have an easy yes and you have an easy no and when that's when you get more on purpose you know if your purpose is to be kind then you know not to hang around with people who are mean-spirited and gossips yeah. and we all maybe have that in our life right so it's like i'm going to choose not to hang out there because then that's going to help my kindness meter grow you right. know because sometimes it might be hard to be kind when you're you know you get sucked into that because it's a, a familiar pattern and so it's like all these things help us like become more on purpose and more um specific and intentional with our lives and then that's when stuff starts flocking towards us to support that because you're being honest with yourself and you're letting it come forth and come through you and you know it's funny because i was doing an interview yesterday and she said this and one of my coaches from um more recent coach that I had he said it too and it's just like yeah because it's I struggle with it too it's like that the biggest the longest journey is the distance from your head to your heart oh yeah you know because our head can take over and that's our ego and whatever but it's like our head can take over so much that we never get to our heart and the feelings that we want to have and really life and love and everything comes from our heart um, yeah. our purpose comes from our heart so if you're so in your head you can't hear yourself, you can't hear your own voice, then I'm going to say, take a minute to just feel into that, you know, think about that. And if you can't feel into it, because you're like, I'm not even in my body, you got a presence with yourself, sit down and feel your feet on the floor, feel your feet yeah. in your shoes, you know, and then kind of go up your body and just like feel yourself here. Because we've really got to be present with ourselves. Mm -hmm. You can't be present with anybody else until you're present with yourselves. Yeah. And there's so many of us, and I'm, I've been there too. We're on autopilot, right? We're yeah. just doing, running and going, and oh, now we got to eat dinner, and now we got to go to bed. And it's just like the cycle of life, right? That's not really life, it's not really living. And we've really got to take it to another level and like get present with ourselves, get present with our bodies and really notice like, am I even present? You know, have we've all, I think, done this where we've driven home 
or driven somewhere and we get there and we're like, gosh, how did I get here? How the heck did you get there? Yeah. Which tree did I turn down? It's like, wow, were you not aware of the trees and the street and the cars? Yeah, we autopilot, right? So we're not even present in our own bodies if that's happening. So it's, we've really got to take that time to get back to ourselves. And, you know, if you're like, I don't even know what my purpose is. There you go. That's the journey you got to go on. You got to go from your head to your heart and give yourself space for that, whatever that space looks like. You know, it could be five minutes of breathing, five minutes before you get out of bed and the day starts. Because I hear you, a lot of people have a lot of stuff on their plates and they're just like, I'm too busy. But I don't agree. I think we all have space and time to breathe, to think, to like, you know, meditate with ourselves and just connect with ourselves whatever it looks like for you. So I really feel like the journey starts there. And wherever you are on the spectrum, if you feel like I'm so far out of my body, I'm so not present, it's totally fine. Just acknowledge like, whoa, you know, (laughs) this is where I'm going to start. And it's fine. It's okay. You know, like, and know that we all swing on that pendulum. Sometimes we're more present than other times. And that's okay, too. You know? Yeah, you reminded me of, um, uh, that that saying about meditation that everyone should meditate at least 20 minutes a day unless you mm-hmm. don't have time in which case you need to do it for an hour right. <laughs> it's like, yeah. like wait what but it is it's so important you know to to just slow down and and change that and get out of that story because we all have the same story of why we can't do something or shouldn't do something or, or we mm-hmm. tried it and that all bounces around up there and it 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 kind of prevents us from getting like you said to the literal to the heart of the matter and what's really important to you because we spend so much time with our story that we forget ourselves you know we're not not living so we can obey the story we're supposed to be living for us and what and who and the things that are most important to us and what we value Um, listen I, i i so appreciate you you being here with us today and i'm not shutting this down yet but i really want people to have a chance to know Number one, how they can get to your podcast because it's it, your list of guests and the content on there is absolutely mind-boggling. That's that's what that's your podcast is one of my missions for 2017 to try to get to try to get through it. I don't know if I'll be able to catch up to all of it, but it it is a mission of mine. But um, tell us about your podcast and how how our listeners can find it, and also tell us a little bit about how people can get more involved with you personally and what you have to offer um to them absolutely thank you so much um for giving me the space to be with you and be in this conversation because it's like my favorite favorite thing to do so thank you so much Aaron. and of course so my podcast is called inspired conversations and it's on itunes or stitcher you can find it and you can also find it online at inspiredconversations.net so you can also find any episode and listen there and yeah there's some amazing conversations um amazing solo shows everything from like health to spirituality to meditation to um, entrepreneurship so there's like a little bit of everything and to be honest it's like a little piece into me um, mm-hmm. everything that's in every conversation I'm having is something I'm interested in so some of it's really far out there and I'm cool with that because I'm interested <laughs> in that and some of it just seems super mainstream and that's cool too but really my intention around my podcast was for people to hear one thing if you can hear one thing out of a conversation and it yeah. can help you with your life to you know to be something to spark your heart um, that really is my inspiration. It's really so you can learn, you can create, and you can thrive. So if there's something you can get out of it that does that, then I've served my intention and then my purpose with my with my podcast. 
You can also find my website, amyshuber.com. And, you know, I'm an executive coach, so I love to work with people. It's life coaching. It's business coaching. I'm, I love to just connect with people to see whatever it is that you need for support. I mean, business coaching is a lot like life coaching because sometimes that entrepreneurship road is like a life, life, right? It's a journey. So, you know, I, yeah, it's one the one and the same, quite frankly, in entrepreneurship because we face a lot of our stuff when we're starting a business. I mean, yes. when we're when we just decide to start a business, that's one whole big thing. And then it's like as you grow and as you need resources and all these things and and delegating and we can't do it all ourselves. There's so much to it, and and that happens in life too. So it's like the blending of that is really um, what I love to do. I love um, to connect with people and help them. I mean, my intention is to really help people truly, truly be inspired by themselves because we are the ones. You are the one you've been waiting for and you've got what it takes. You've just got to discover that in the midst of everything, right? And so if you want to connect with me, you can always send me an email at amy at amyshuber.com and you can also find me on social media, um, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and it's Amy Schuber with a B. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so you can always find me and I, I'm so grateful that I have this space to share that with you um, and your guests, not your guests, but for, with your audience, um, Aaron. Thank you so much. No, you're very welcome. I, and, and again, I, I sincerely appreciate you taking a chunk out of your day to come and and talk with us and share on Best Life of Your Life. It's been an honor and a pleasure. And all of the links to, for everyone listening, all the links that, that Amy just mentioned um, to find her, if you swing over to AaronKeithHawkins.com, I will list and link all of it so it's really easy to get to and you can find her uh, and enjoy her podcast and, and reach out to her and connect if and when you're ready to reach out to a executive life and or business coach who really, really cares and really knows what she's doing. Uh, Amy, we appreciate you so much. Thanks so much for being here. And uh, you, and I, you and I are going to connect soon. We'll talk again in a little bit, okay? Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much. It's been a thrill. Thank you so much, Aaron. You're very welcome. Thank you so much for joining Amy and I on this episode. Make sure you stop by AaronKeithHawkins.com forward slash Amy to get all the links to reach her in the future and take advantage of everything she has to offer, especially that amazing podcast that she has. And also at that same link, AaronKeithHawkins.com forward slash Amy, you will also get the opportunity to link to the free download, the gift, uh, actually two gifts that I told you about that are contained in that one download. I've said it before and I'll say it again. People tend to listen to and gravitate to things that they know other people have gotten a benefit from. So if you've gotten benefits from this or any of the episodes of Best Life of Your Life, please take just a quick moment to leave a five-star review on iTunes or Stitcher. You're really, you're not just leaving a review, you're paying it forward because when people see a good review, they will listen to and whatever benefit you got, they will get share the love please help this community grow i sincerely appreciate every single moment that you share with me and until next time be loyal to yourself be loyal to each other and make sure you're creating the best life of your life love you and i'll talk to you soon